Electro music. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurt takes advantage of it. Takes the handle, gets to his right, gets to the 20. He's at the 30. Nathan Hunt in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 49ers. 96-yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurt breaking tackle after tackle. Sweeps down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble, he's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs, gets away again, goes to the 40, gets away again, to the 35, cuts back at the 30, to the 20, the 50, the 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down, Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in post, and it's good. The click boom! What's going on, faithfuls? Your boy is back, man. Guys, March Madness at midnight, day 15. Now, I know today's technically the 16th because after midnight, but y'all know what it is. Load up the questions. Now, we don't have a lot of people in here tonight, so that means that I'm going to get a lot of food questions from my man, DJ Malone. Guys, load up the questions. Kafefi, I see you in here, man. Yo, do you remember? Do you remember? All right, let me introduce my guest really quick. Take yourself off mute. Oh, he's off mute. Now, there he goes. All right, so his name down there, he's Kenan Harris. Uh, who are you a fan of, in case they can't tell? Niners. Uh, no, I'm not a fan of the Niners. I'm seeing all the Niners shit. Panthers. Let's go. Let's go. I got him. All right. We already know. I was rooting for y'all this postseason. I think you know that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah. Guys, this is my cousin. We used to have a podcast called um, Student. No, not Students of the Game. That was me and Josh. Uh, SJGR, mm-hmm. which stood for S as in poop, just got real. All right. So, uh, oh, my man. He. Oh, let's go. We about to get a three-way in here. Pause, pause, pause. All right. So, this is what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to send my man the link. And... Uh, what we're going to do is the 15 minutes are going to start once he jumps in here, okay? So, oh, man, Smitty, about to, Smitty, I know you like the name Smitty, Duck, but it's not that Smitty. Are you sure? Are you I'm, sure? I'm positive it's not that Smitty. I'm 100% <laughs> positive. So when, when, when Smitty gets in here, this is going to be good. Guys, load up the questions. As soon as Smitty gets in here, we're going to do the uh, the try box, and then we're going to just bang these things out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some conversations with my guys, okay? This is going to be good. George Seifer did coach the Panthers. LOL. Hard pause, Mike. I didn't mean a three-way like that. Come on. See, I, I can't even make a verbal mistake, and they just start getting me. They start getting me. You know what I'm saying? But I see they it's all good. Me. It's all good, man. I, I love doing these shows, man. They're 15 minutes long, um, and I just get to answer questions because during the regular shows when it's me and the guys on, or if it's just me and I have like a, a format that I'm sticking to, the biggest problem is sticking to the script and not getting everybody's questions. People usually pay contributions so I can read their questions and answer them during the live shows. But on these kind of platforms, I just answer questions in order. So they load them up in here and we just have fun for 15 minutes. It's going to be cool. So once Smitty gets in here, the clock is going to start. This is the Panthers fan, guys. Uh, we plan on we, we're hoping to attend the game this year. The Niners and the Panthers do play each other. Uh, I also want to go to the Raiders game because I'm dying to get to that stadium. I'm not going to the draft. And uh, 
I can't stand the Panthers when they were in the NFC West. I mean, I see, I see you, Frisco. What's up, man? Oh, man. Here we go. Mike and Kenny. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he spelled the name. Oh, because it's in the box. Never mind. Like, he spelled your name right. They'd have butchered that otherwise. <laughs> All right, so once Smitty joins, I, did I hit send on the text? I think I did. Yeah, I sent it to him. All right, so I shot him a text. I wonder if he wants it on, on Twitter, though. Once Smitty gets in here, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a quick show. We're going to run through this thing. We're going to blow through it like it's nothing because what happens is you start talking, one question can end up taking two minutes. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be my first time trying to do it with multiple people on here. Normally it's just me and I just bang through them real quick. Last year I had my man, Brian, Brian was with me every, every show, man. My man went on a family vacation and was still jumping on the shows with me, like from the hotel room and everything. I was like, yo, that's commitment. That was my guy, man. I, I miss having Brian on here. Look, they got questions in here specifically for you. Oh, this is going to be fun. I just, I hope, I hope we get down to them. So, um, Tell everybody how we know each other. We fam, family, cousins. This my big cousin right here. Uh, I've only known him my entire life. Uh, he's literally always looked out for me in every way possible. And uh, I, I don't know what else to say beyond that. He's All right, Smitty, give me a thumbs up when you're ready. Too. I'll say that too. He's one of my closest friends. So it's, not, right, just, it's not just a blood relation. Talk to him every day. We got the thumbs up from Smitty, so we're going to pop him in here. All right, so let's see if I can do this. Three, two, one. Uh. All right, guys, y'all ready to do this, man? Smitty, you all right down there? You good, bro? I'm good, man. I'm just navigating all this new smoke season. I absolutely love it. All the dominoes falling and causing other dominoes to fall in different orders. Baker Mayfield, is he going to Indianapolis? Then what happens to Jimmy? Bro, I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, who knows? All right, so here we go. get crazy. This is going to be a lot of fun. All right, so we're going to run through these. If you guys can't answer the questions, don't worry about it, Like, because people are used to me just being the only one. But now that they know that there's going to be three people in here, I'm sure they'll start cycling. So we're starting at six minutes. We're going to rock this thing to 21 minutes, and then we'll be out of here, okay? So the first question is uh, from DJ Malone. What did you guys have for dinner? All right, so I guess we can all answer that. Um, I made a big-ass steak tonight, uh, a garlic, garlic butter um, steak. That was it. I didn't have anything else, just a, a massive piece of steak. It was so big, I didn't even finish it. That was my dinner tonight. What about you guys? What did y'all have? Uh, I grilled some salmon, and uh, I had some steamed broccoli, and uh, air fried some steak fries. Oh, steak. Smitty got pictures. Hold up, hold up. Let me, let me zoom sandwich. in sandwich. Steak sandwich. <laughs> okay. Fries. I mean, we're, we're, we're thinking alike here, Mike. Steaks. I, it all got – so I started with steak. He said salmon and fries, and then you got steak and fries. I mean, it was all – see how it all tied together? It was meant to be. It was meant steak to be. Night. All right. His other question was from my wife, but she's not out here. I think he thought that's who the guest was going to be. He says, what foods did you crave during each of your pregnancies? My mom craved maple walnut ice cream before having me. And then his final question is, where does Jimmy get traded? I won't try to answer for all of my wife's pregnancies, but there was this one pregnancy she had, DJ, where all she wanted was chocolate water ice from Rita's. Never before and never after. And I was buying this shit so often that I would show up to the uh, to the readers and they'd be like, okay, Mr. Andrews, we know what you want. And I, I didn't even know readers sold product in the half gallon containers. I was coming home with half gallons containers of this chocolate water ice stuff. I never tried it. I don't know what it tastes like. I can't imagine it tastes good. Uh, but where does Jimmy get traded? So this is something that we can all answer real quick. Let's go back to Smitty and then we'll go with Duck. I mean, Kenan. 
and then we'll uh we'll, and I'll give my my final thought. You can call me Duck. It's fine. Yeah. Um. So let's see here. Let me let me let me switch. Uh, let me switch cameras here. Uh, it's upside down. I have so I have the Colt. I have the Colts, Saints, Seahawks, Panthers as as the only teams that are in need of a quarterback right now, right? And so you have I have it all right here. Colts, Saints, Seahawks, Panthers. So much matters on what happens with Watson here. Like if Watson lands with mm-hmm. the Saints or he lands with the the Panthers, then you have three teams left. If Baker if Baker goes to Indy. The Niners don't have an option, I don't think. I don't think I think he's either released or he's retained, which will drive me out of out of my mind. I will be I will lose it, guys. If if Jimmy G's on this roster walking into the next coming weeks and months because they're under this delusional thinking that you can trade him later once he proves he's healthy, what are you gonna miss out on as you continue to wait and wait and wait? A DJ slips through your fingers. Debo gets more expensive every single day you wait. Every little dime you save, you're gonna lose two times, ten times more later. Like, I don't. I think Jimmy's released. If he's not released, he's staying on the roster, and that's gonna be detrimental to Trey's, you know, upcoming months of development. You gotta hand the keys over to him officially. So I'm gonna say there's no way he he gets traded. Who wants a 27 million dollar quarterback? That just went through shoulder surgery. That that is injury prone. When you have right. you have you have Minshew, you have Winston, you have Mariota, you have uh, three or four rookie quarterbacks that some teams would be like. I understand he might not do as well out the gate, but Jimmy's not one of the best four options left. Dare Jimmy, I say he's not even the thirty second quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. Let, wow. Let me throw Jimmy some bail before before Kenan answers. Uh, so one. This this is a, a very, I hate to say the word typical, but this is a standard surgery here. This isn't something that's going to have a high uh, risk of uh, something negative happening. The 49ers did open up uh, Jimmy's injury, uh, his uh, his medical books to all teams who are interested in him. So they clearly have nothing to hide. Normally they can just say no to that. They didn't. Uh, and the other thing is this. Jimmy's not going to go to a team that is in the middle of a rebuild. He's going to go to a team that's on the cusp of thinking, hey, we're competitive, like the Steelers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Like the Colts. You know what I mean? He's going to go to a team that feels like, hey, if we get him now for a year or two, we can still be competitive. And then we can get someone else, whether it be in the draft this year or the draft next year, and groom him while Jimmy is still here. So I'm not going to give my answer yet, but I wanted to put that out there. All right. Jimmy's trade clause is up tomorrow, right? That's right. So he he doesn't doesn't have a choice. And, And that could be a big reason as to why. He hasn't gone anywhere yet. Maybe he's saying, no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go yeah. there. And then, then, boom, tomorrow, his ass is gone. All right, Kenan, what do you got? Uh, I think he's going to the Colts. I, I don't know why. That's just been my gut feeling all along that he's going to end up. And especially, they got rid of Carson. Everybody knew that was happening. They got, what, two seconds for him or something like that? They got the cat. I don't think it takes a first to get Jimmy. Um, I like him. I would actually like him on the Panthers. He'd be a huge upgrade over uh, Darnold. That's for dang sure. But, uh yeah, I just my gut feeling says he'd go to the Colts because that team, everything you just described on the cusp, the rest of that roster is ready, and you just need somebody to hand that ball off to Taylor and uh, and just, just make passes consistently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I my conspiracy theory is this, guys. It's a, it's a bit of a loaded one, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo is being held up by Deshaun Watson. Not that the same teams are interested in them. I think Deshaun Watson is going to go to the NFC. 
I think Jimmy's going to go to the AFC. But here's what I think might happen. You guys have to remember who the GM was over there in Houston. It's Nick Casario. Nick Casario was there when Jimmy Garoppolo was in New England. All right. So there's a familiarity there. And he trusts that he can get some good stuff out of Jimmy because he saw Jimmy in practice. He's seen Jimmy get to the Super Bowl and get to the NFC Championship and go out there and do nothing but win 70% of the games that he plays. Right. I think that once uh, Watson is moved, now they have some bargaining chips. If they truly do get three first round picks for Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, for uh, Deshaun Watson, what could end up happening is you have uh, Jimmy say, I want to go to the Colts or Houston and let them get into a little bidding war. The Colts don't have a first round pick. If they say we're going to go to a third, Houston can say, well, we just got three first. We'll give you guys a second. And now that forces Indy to say, all right, we'll give you a second and a fourth. I think that's a little back and forth right there. This whole thing with Baker Mayfield is new. I think he stays in Cleveland, so I won't include them. But if by chance he does leave, they feel like they have a good enough defense where they can be competitive also. Uh, and that division is going to be up for grabs for a long time. I think that division uh, slowly becomes like the N- the NFC East where you just see different guys winning every single year. Not that they're bad, but they're all those teams are so good and so close to each other that it's going to be a difference of one or two games that, that determines the winner of that division. All right. Um, let's see here. What else we got here? So, all right, here we go. So, Mike, when are we going to go <laughs> back to field or – for another field kick so i did this punt pass uh kick thing on here years ago me and nick went out to a field and did it and uh i i don't know the next time i'm going to do that jerry i have to figure out when we can do something like that that was fun uh maybe something maybe something to do this summer all right uh they asked uh mike why are we not releasing d ford because d ford keeps on making it harder and harder to get rid of him not because he's holding the team by the balls but he's got a contract that if you cut him, you end up paying more than what you have for keeping him on the team. And so he restructures over and over. This is the second restructure. He freed up $5 million for the 49ers today. It was actually $4.96 million. Uh, and that's why uh, you can't get rid of him. So now it's cheaper to cut him. I mean, cheaper to keep him. You know, it's like a being in a bad marriage. All right, you're in a bad marriage, but what happens if you lose half of what you got? It's cheaper to stay, cheaper to keep her. All right? That has nothing to do with how I feel about my personal marriage, guys. I know how the comments are going to come in here soon. That's not how I feel. All right. Uh, let me see here. Uh, all right. Here we go, guys. I think this is one that we can all a- answer. Out of the NFC teams that might get Watson, Eagles, Giants, Lions, Saints, 49ers, Falcons, Panthers, Seahawks, who even uh, who even compares to the weapons Watson would have in San Francisco, I hope he forces his way here for the low. Um, which one of those teams do you guys think have the best weapons for Watson, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this: take the 49ers out of it. Yeah, because if they're looking for all that crazy compensation that they're saying that they want for them, the Niners don't have it. We don't have a first round pick for the next three years. Uh, this year, next year, oh, we do have one the year after that. So I'm sorry, we don't have one for this year or next year, and they don't want a 2025 first round pick for Deshaun Watson. So, uh, what, which one of those teams do you guys think? And he already said no to the Seahawks, by the way. So you can take them off the list also. Yeah, Niners are not an option, um, and that was shot down. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but here's the thing is we already know there are three teams, potentially four now, that are going to have offers on the table. And Watson's not meeting with anybody that the Texans haven't already stamped approval on the Mm -hmm. trade package. The three trade packages that are currently out there from, from Carolina, 
from uh from the Saints and from Cleveland. uh the Browns. All three oh, teams. The Falcons also, right? Uh not I, I don't know if the tra- I, yeah, I think the trade package might be accepted. We're not we haven't got confirmation on that, but the Texans have literally said we approve the trade package if Watson decides he wants to go to Carolina, to Cleveland or to New Orleans. Houston's already approved it. And which means it's a guaranteed three first rounders and some Every single one of those scenarios have offered the three first rounders and some Houston's okay with any one of the three. Um, now, do we know if Christian McCaffrey's included in, in the deal, you know, that the Carolina sent and then Watson's going to be like, absolutely not. Cause you'd be absolutely crazy to want to literally cross paths with him. Okay. McCaffrey, you go that way. I'll go that way. What weapons does he have left? That's not happening. I don't know what the deal looks like, but there's no way Chris people keep talking about that. Christian McCaffrey would have to be in that deal. He wouldn't be in that deal. It wouldn't happen. Uh, New Orleans, Seattle would be interesting, even though it's been shot down because he's got DK, he's got Lockett. That would be a pretty good like place to go for weapons, so to speak. I think the best options for him, long term, probably New Orleans or Carolina. Carolina, New Orleans, Cleveland would be good right out of the gate. Um, they could be good long term too, but I, I don't know. I don't know if the Giants aren't even an option. The the Lions aren't even an option. Those aren't even on the table. Those those teams haven't offered anything that's been accepted. The other three teams have. So that's been reported. Three, you what? That's been reported. It's true. Think, there could be I something. Think the Giants are players in this. I really do. I don't think he'd want to go to to the Giants. I don't. I don't think he'd want to. I don't think they have the weaponry that that in in you know talking about bad offensive line talking about. Um, I, I mean, Dable is good with quarterbacks, but Watson's not somebody that needs to be, you know, tweaked or, or, you know, molded. He's, he is who he is. He's a stud. And I don't think he wants to go to New York. It just doesn't feel there's no wide receiver weapons. You could say Kadarius Tony's going to be good, but he's also kind of a little head case. Um, I, I don't think he's going to the New York Giants. I don't think he would approve okay. that. All right. Kenan, what you got? So I think it's, I- <clears throat> I'm looking at the question, the NFC teams that are still on the table, we're eliminating the Seahawks and the Niners, right? So I'm, I would say it's between New Orleans and Carolina right now. I'm probably a little biased with Carolina would, because I think the potential for Marshall Trimble and, and Shy Smith is there long-term, right? So it's not just DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey and knock on wood that Christian McCaffrey finally stays healthy, right? But like Smitty pointed out long-term, New Orleans knows how to retool. Like, yeah, they just get weapons late in the draft. <laughs> Seems like at will, like, oh, we're just going to take this guy and make him a guy, and mm-hmm. everybody's going to love him. So long-term, it's probably New Orleans. As it stands right now, it's probably a coin flip uh, between Carolina and, and New Orleans, I would think. Quick question for you. Smitty said he wouldn't trade McCaffrey to get uh, – Oh, I don't think – I don't. we can't – the way his contract is structured, did, yeah. we're freeing up so much capacity <laughs> now, like we – be murdered it, it, it would okay. kill us to get rid of him right now to move him off yeah it costs more to get rid of him yeah all right okay all right this one here is um mike what up do you see us using a lot of our compensatory picks to maybe get a first round pick i don't think so i don't think they hold enough value uh to move all the way up um you would have to package uh basically two-thirds of fourth and your second to try to get to the bottom of the first round based off of the point chart uh, and I just don't think there's anybody worth moving up that much for compared to the other players. This is a this is a deep draft where you're going to get a lot of good players in the uh, in the second, third, and fourth round. So I don't I don't think it, it's worth sacrificing all of that for one specific player. Do you think it would be worth it if if you could move up? A, you might have to give up a little more than what you just 
you know, spout spat off. Um, but give up a little more to get high enough to get sauce or stingley. I mean, like those would be right. I just I understand don't, I don't where think... people want multiple picks, but a lot of times you guys don't even use some of the draft selections. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like yeah. why, not, why not go get well, a difference? I don't maker. think sauce would be there. I think the best y'all get to the back of the first round. I think sauce would be off the, the board. I think no, no, I'm saying climb higher. Climb higher, said, like give said, up a little more. I see what you're saying. Give up enough capital. I don't know That's what y'all's draft board. I don't know what picks y'all have. I know y'all don't have the first because of the Trey Lance trade, but mm-hmm. I don't know how close y'all are to the first round to begin in order we to were get in the NFC them. championship. So at at worst, I mean, or, or at best, we're picking, you know what I'm saying? Like the, 60. The back end of the. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. think we have 61, if I'm not mistaken. It's it's not yeah. worth it. It's not worth it. I mean, no team would trade that far back. Hey, but Sauce uh, is nice. So. <laughs> He's nice. He imagine. is nice. The 49ers don't believe in drafting high corner prospects. Right. They believe in building the defensive line, and then you take care of the back end afterwards. You know, the pass rush right. is going to really make it better. Uh, here we go. Here's one for Kenan. It says, what's your take on potentially trading for Watson? Uh, I love Watson, the player. Um, I want to see the civil – I just want to see how it plays out. But honestly, overall, I'd be happy about it. But I don't think this coaching staff is right. I think we'd have to give up too much to get him. We're not going to be immediate contenders. That's as what we're giving up is most likely the defense, and the defense is our best bet at carrying us anywhere anytime soon. So, what if you could give up three first rounders and like a, a smaller player, or maybe an, an additional second well, rounder or something? Would you be a player, a smaller player? We don't have a second round, so that's the thing too. Yeah. You're looking at this year, we have the sixth overall pick, and then we don't pick again until 106, right? Damn. So it's going to be those first round picks, and then the players. And to make the players, you're looking at Brian Burns. You're looking at Jeremy Chin. You're like you're looking at our top defenders, our top young defenders, and it's gonna and probably J.C. Horn, even though we just drafted him. Like, it, it's but how long? How long is Watson playing though? How long is Watson playing? I, I get that. I get the long term. That's why I say long term. I think it's overall good, but we're not going to be overall contenders. I think you yeah. have enough time to build a team around him. You've got Watson for ten more years if you get him. Ideally, you know, so. Mike, I know it's not a likely scenario because it's not being talked about seriously. Like, so people need to calm down about the Watson to to San Francisco talk. But like, let's say it kicked back into gear because you're right, Mike. When you said that's been reported, sometimes stuff goes under the radar, and the, and the Niners aren't exactly going to broadcast what they want to do. So maybe there is something. I don't know. If it was on the table, would you rather have Trey Lance, homegrown, build this thing into a, an empire, or would you? Would you prefer going the, the the Watson route? Like, just curious, what you would want if you could control it? Yeah, as, as far as um, as far as which one I would prefer, uh, you know, your heart says you want Trey Lance. You sat here, you 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 made yourself fall in love with him over time, right? But then logic steps in. Trey Lance has played ten quarters in the NFL, and of those ten, only four of them were good. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it doesn't mean that he can't get higher, he can't get better, but you would be grateful if Trey Lance became what Watson is. You understand what I'm saying? And yeah. so both of these guys are going to be in the NFL for at least 10 more years. Both of them. So I say you, you can't go wrong. You'd be more in win now mode if you were to go ahead and obtain Watson. You'd be more like, and that that would be more exciting to me. Um, that you know, but 
uh, there is some pride in, you know, this is our guy. We got this guy. Not yeah. that we traded for this guy. I'm that type of person. I like to build through the draft and all that shit. My yeah. free agency is the tweak, you know, but the draft is like, let's prove it that we can do it. And I, and I love the way the Niners have gone about that. Um, so, I mean, if I wouldn't be upset with either way, if I'm being completely honest with you. But the problem yeah. is we traded up and we already used two first round picks to get Watson in the first. I mean, to get mm-hmm. Lance in the first. To give up more first-round picks essentially is basically saying because they're probably going to want Lance in that exchange, right? So that's right. essentially saying that we're giving up five first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. I would, yeah. And, and you don't have any first-rounders this year, so the odds are the Texans are not going to even be interested because they right. want all these other teams have first-round capital this year. So it's that's why I'm saying it's off the table. People need to stop g- getting crazy about it, but it is fun to entertain it. Like that's why we do oh, yeah. what we do, right? But absolutely, um, I, I'll say I'll say this. Trey Lance will be as good as Deshaun Watson. I firmly believe that. I'm not saying you guys don't feel that too. I feel like this is a Deshaun Watson type player. And and I have enough confidence in what I've seen in him. And I wanted him to land in San Francisco. And of the quad box show, you guys know that I'm on. Um, I was adamant that the Niners were going to take him when everyone was saying fields. And, and it's because I wanted situation, perfect situation to be married to perfect talent. And I truly believe this is a when people say you can't compare him to Mahomes, you can't compare him to, to like Josh Allen. I honestly don't care about that. I'll compare him all day long because what I come from a different angle of of being predictive. That's what I do. You know, so like I'm going to come at it a little different than other people. A lot of people are matter of fact. He's played this many quarters. Let's wait and see. I'm not about waiting and seeing. I'm about trying to be, you know, ahead of the curve on it. So for me. I'm telling you, all the stuff that I, I've, 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 I've cranked out over the last uh, 19 years doing what I do, this is one of the bigger gut feelings I have of an up-and-coming quarterback that I've had since Josh Allen, since Patrick Mahomes, since guys that have been very, very much like him and felt very much like he feels at these early stages. And the situation is unparalleled. Mahomes, you could say at a close to the same kind of situation – Past that, tell me, tell me a time when a, a quarterback with Trey Lance's skill set, a cannon of an arm, twenty-eight touchdown to zero touchdown to interception ratio, forty-two touchdowns total, zero ints. Walter Payton Award winner, Jerry Rice Award winner. This is not some guy that came from a small college or didn't do anything. Like he's got a lot of accolades you could bring over and talk about with one season. And what situation have we ever seen where this quarterback? This talented gets married to this type of situation in offense. It's going to be an amazing show. Can't wait. You know, I don't like when people say, oh, he's not going to be a Watson, or he's not going to be a Mahomes, or he's not going to be a Josh. Why not? What do they do well that he doesn't do? You know what I'm saying? Why Why do we have to cap our, our hopes and ambitions on something because those guys are the tops? Like, no one thought Patrick Mahomes was going to be Patrick Mahomes when he got in the NFL. You know, like he's going to be his name, but he wasn't going to be at that level. No one thought, you know, MVP and, and championship games every year. Like that wasn't the thought behind it. It was just, hey, this kid has some potential. Let's see what we can get at him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not I'm not here to cap that with Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance can be that guy. I think Trey Lance can be that good. You know, as long as he learns the freaking slide. Well, as soon as he learns the slide, y'all, y'all better watch out. You know what I'm and saying? on top of that. This, this, like, look at Joe Burrow, sophomore year. He was not prepared physically because he's mm-hmm. coming off that ACL recovery. You're not ready week one when right. that happens. He's not. He was not ready. Torton, like, week 10, 
He was not ready. And he still came out and did, did what he did. He was not ready mentally because he had only played less than half of a season. Yes, granted, more more games than than Trey Lance played, but Trey Lance to counterbalance that played mental. He was he was taking more mental reps in a playoff experience, going to an NFC Championship game. You could say that that all kind of balances the scales when it comes to that. On top of that, Burrow had a much worse situation walking into a sophomore year than Trey does. It's like, it's funny when people act like you can't. Yeah, just like you said, you can't say these things. Yes, you can. And right. and I am. I'm saying it. I, I don't care what anybody says about it. He is, in my opinion, the closest thing to the next Patrick Mahomes Bingo. that we'll see in the next five years or so. And that's exactly the mold that he's following after. People forget yeah. that Patrick Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith for a whole year through the playoff run. You know what I'm saying? Got a couple yeah. of quarters of play in there. And then that was it. It's the same exact thing that's happening with this guy. It's the same thing. And I've never, uh, we, we have not had a chance to see Shanahan hand pick a quarterback to see how he's going to look in his system when he gets a chance to learn instead of being thrust in right away. And I just want to defend something real quick. And then, uh, Ken, I'll let you speak and then we'll go to the next question. I want to defend something really quick. You know, Smitty, I know you were adamant that it's Lance, it's Lance, it's Lance. And you were like, not field, like the field thought. I'm saying the field, no pun intended. But I was one of the people in the field saying it's fields, right? Because my logic, and I think the people that were with me, was who are we drafting to start day one? I always felt that Lance was going to be a project. He shouldn't be a day one starter. The level of competition, he was 20 years old. Like That's asking a lot for a guy to step in and day one be your starter, right? So you hear Kyle Shanahan talking during the offseason. He says, I want a guy like who throws like Drew Brees and runs like um, Jackson, uh, Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. My brain said, that's Justin Fields. Like, that's 100% Justin Fields. And if you want him to start day one, if you're going to trade up to get this guy, you want him to start day one, that's who it's going to be. But if you if if I knew, you know, hindsight tells you they had patience, they wanted to let this guy develop for a full year, oh, then easily the pick is going to be Trey Lance. Then. If you know that they're not expecting him to start day one, then I would have 100% said Trey Lance because Trey Lance had the highest ceiling but also the lowest floor of all the draft prospects. It depended on what system he went to, how soon you force them to start, so on and so forth. Right now, the 49ers have maximized what this kid needs to be as efficient and as good as he could possibly be starting um, next season. So that's it. Go ahead, Kenan, and then we'll uh, we'll move to the next question. I don't even remember the question, but I will say if I were y'all, I'd stick with Trey Lance um, and not, not blow this thing up at this point. Like you got a year in with the – like you said, it's a project. I felt mm -hmm. that way about him wherever he landed. Yep. Just – just let's see how it plays. And I trust Shanahan. Frankly, I'm jealous y'all got him and we don't. <laughs> Imagine if he went to the Jets and had to start day one. I'm talking about Lance. Mm -hmm. It would be ugly. It would be yeah. ugly. It looked like Zach Wilson. You know, Zach Wilson's a good quarterback. He could be a really good, but it wasn't It wasn't a great rookie year. And that's, you, it, and that, you can't separate situation from talent when people are trying to, to, look, every hater on Trey Lance right now, every single hater that's saying he's not ready, he's not ready, can't read defenses, can't do this, can't do that. Guess what happens once Trey starts doing those things? They're going to start mm -hmm. flipping it to the, well, it's because he's in the Niners offense. It's because he's in the Niners oh, yeah. offense. Well, enjoy the show because you can never separate that. That is what it is, you know? Right. Now, and, and this is what I always say to that. You tell me one great quarterback, not named Tom Brady, that didn't depend on a system for his greatness. You can't. Yep. You can't. Tom Brady is the only one that left and did it somewhere else. Even Peyton Manning, when he got a Super Bowl, wasn't great Peyton Manning anymore. When the the one year not, that he was great, awesome, but Peyton brought his offense from the Colts to right the Broncos, right? So, 
And that's what I was going to say. Yeah. The one year that he was great, they didn't win the Super Bowl. They got yeah. embarrassed. It wasn't until the rest of the team stepped it up and carried Peyton onto that Super Bowl that they actually won it. So I'm sorry, Duck, to bring that up. No, nah, it's cool. It's cool. It, it happened. I, listen, I, I did my one-on-ones with my team yesterday. One of them is the Broncos. The first one, he's a Broncos fan. I went in there to talk about – yeah, we talked about work, but I was like, how you feel about the Russell Wilson trade? He was, if we got the Super Bowl over y'all, okay. <laughs> You're lucky I don't have I to throw it right in your face. Like, <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh, Dylan says, I haven't heard a peep about Tart from any team. Do we overvalue him? I'd love to have him back. I don't think we overvalue him. Uh, the reason that he's testing free agency shows you that we don't overvalue him. They could have extended him a long time ago. Uh, and so what happens is you want to show you want to show respect to guys. Hey, look, this is our offer. This is what we're willing to give you. Don't sign it right now. Go out and test free agency. Maybe someone values you more than what we can do, not what we're willing to do. Mm -hmm. If it was up to us, it would be an open checkbook. But reality sets in. There is a salary cap, and we have a lot of players. We've got 31 free agents over here. So this is what we're willing to offer you. Don't sign it right now. Go test free agency. Check out the teams that are willing to give you something, and then come back. That's a sign of respect. That's a sign of true value. Mm -hmm. And that's all. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think he has a reason to be upset about that. I don't think that we, uh, we overvalue him at all. All right. All right, guys, we're going to go. Clearly, we're going to go longer here. We're at 33 minutes already. You two give me like a thumbs down or a text or something when we, you guys are ready to go, because normally I go through about 15, 20 questions on here. And I think we've gone through five. So uh, let's let's That's let's see how, That's how far point. we go. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. I've never done one with other people on here, so it's OK. All right. Um, this is a generic question. How are you feeling with everything going on with our empire? Uh, the Niners are going to be in in good hands. Panthers I really, no, okay, I'm sorry. Is that what y'all call yourselves? No, not at all. I'm just, I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> oh, okay. Is, is it, is it nation? What, what, what is it like? Panthers, Panthers nation. nation. Panthers nation. And what is it for the Cardinals? If you don't mind me asking, uh, Kryler Murray, uh, Ju Juice Box Kyler territory. God. Is it because he's little, like a kid? Uh, just because he's crying and complaining right Red now. Red Is that real or was that just negotiating for a contract? Because I, I feel like, let me, I think that. I felt like he just wanted a three years in, let me get paid. My coach yeah. and just got extended off my back. All That's the, what it seemed like to me. I In the last two years, we have seen all the quarterbacks negotiate their contracts through the public. They don't want me. I'm out of here. Look at what Aaron Rodgers did. You know what I'm saying? I think Kyler Murray's doing it. I think Russell Wilson was doing that, and Seattle was like, well, then get the fuck out of here then. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think it backfired on Russell. I don't think he wanted to leave. That's well, all think, he knows. I think part, yeah, of I, it, he, part of him did want to leave if they didn't correct the way that he wanted things corrected. But, I mean, no, it's bigger than that, unfortunately. It's not a, it's not a negotiation. I mean, it's a negotiation attempt, but the Cardinals aren't negotiating with him. The Cardinals have already told him, we are not extending you. You are not a leader right now or showing or conveying you're a leader. He refused to go back onto the field in the playoff loss to snap the final snap with his teammates. He refused. He He's not a leader. Is that he's, documented or is that opinion of people? No, I mean, it's it's widely reported. It's widely okay. reported. He's I heard also it. I widely reported. It. Even Larry Fitzgerald Sr. talked about how selfish he is. And 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 there's a lot of chatter about how he he's isolated in the locker room. He sticks to himself. He treats it like a, a like not a team sport. He doesn't motivate anybody. Um, he has a lot to prove before this Cardinal organization's ready to go out on a limb 
because it's not about losing Kyler. People make those blanket statements like, oh, but you got to lock down a quarterback. Quarterbacks are so – look, he's locked down already. This is his yeah. fourth year. We have a fifth-year option, option that we can pick up. Then we can franchise tag him if I, yeah. if we want. Franchise he's not going anywhere unless he yeah. quits and goes plays, tries to play baseball, tries to play baseball because right. it won't be as easy as he thinks. But Kyler – it's more than a ploy, a negotiation ploy. The reason that letter came out, that almost ransom kind of letter that he released, yeah. was yeah. because he already got pushed to his limit of saying the Cardinals aren't going to do anything. And this guy's this guy's creating a toxic environment, which is why the Cardinal fan base as a whole wanted Watson. We wanted Watson. We wanted Watson for over a year, and the Cardinals aren't looking into it. I was gonna let me ask you this really quick, and then we'll move on, right? But uh, you mentioned how he's not a leader, and he's kind of like isolated on the island. He has a very heavy and serious baseball background. And I know a lot of baseball players on the side, like the minor league and stuff like that. They're isolated guys because as much as baseball is a team sport, it is not a team sport. You got your one zone that you're responsible for, and then you're up to bat. It's you versus the pitcher, and then it's you in your zone. So do you think that has something to do with it? I'm, I'm not here to motivate men like i'm the rookie why are you guys asking me to motivate you guys like do you think that that has a part of it because kyler murray it wasn't he drafted high in the in the baseball draft top 10 yeah so i mean like that was a, a legitimate option for him do you, you know think what he that, said? that has anything to do with it you know what he said people say you're crazy to want to get rid of kyler for watson or you're crazy to want to trade kyler in general kyler murray was drafted in the top 10 said i'll be right back i'm going to get some ice i will be playing don't worry and walked away from baseball. So he has a track record, you could say, even if it's that one scenario, that's a big example of mm -hmm. being able to walk away from something that you have committed to. And he doesn't like to get hit. He's smaller. He That's why he scrambles outside the pocket. He developed that kind of play style because he doesn't like getting hit. And he can't necessarily see over the line the same way another quarterback can anyway. So sitting in the pocket's tough for him. That's why Hopkins was brought over because Deshaun Watson and Hopkins had the best outside the pocket quarterback receiver catch game in, in football. And so Kyler caters to throwing outside the pocket. Uh, Hopkins was great for him. We were the best team in the National Football League for half of a year last year. And I know a lot of people circle back to that and yeah. say, well, Kyler did that. Kyler did have a role in that for sure. And he looked electric. He looked great. But the moment he lost Hopkins, the moment things fell apart at all, the dude did step up. The dude crumbled, and 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 then he got banged up, which was not his fault, but literally proved that that if one thing goes wrong, he can't put it all on his back and carry the team. Had he at least been a leader, Mike, had he at least been a leader about it and failed and didn't carry the team but was like vocal, was motivating, went back on the field, took that snap with the team, wasn't isolated in the locker room, I bet you we would have said, We'll give him an extension because what's the one reason you give a, a player an early extension? Fear. Fear that they're going to go get more money somewhere else or you're going to lose them. There's no fear for us. We we literally don't see what we want out of them. And we have him locked up for literally as long as we, we want in the foreseeable future, three years, four years, because we have his option this year and then potentially franchise tag him. You know, would he be happy? I don't know. Will he hold out? I think he'll try. I think he'll try. We know he won't follow through unless he just quits. Right. But I think he'll he will hold out. This whole putting everybody back on his social media, that's a very baby step. 
you know, people think he's turned things around because he put every, everything back on his social media. Yeah. Like that's not, I that still, doesn't, I still think that's negotiation tactics. Like I said, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not discrediting anything yeah. that you're saying, but we saw Aaron Rodgers do the same thing. He posted the pictures of them at the, uh, you know, during the national anthem and him cropped, he cropped himself out and shit like that. Like bro, he knew he wasn't going anywhere. Aaron Rodgers is not playing for another team. It's not happening. He would have to break a leg and his throwing arm for them to move on from him. It's not all they do is win 13 plus games a year. And yeah, but, Ky- the championship lose. Yeah, but Kyler's is different because the, the team's already said no. Like the, it isn't but, like they're in the middle of negotiations. The team has said, look, pro- like what they said to him is prove it to us. According to reports, prove right. it to us. And then we'll talk. And he doesn't want to prove it. He wants it now. Like a, that's why people are calling him Kryler. He wants it now. He wants it now, Mike. He doesn't want to prove an, anything. It's anymore. an agent thing, though, too. Like you guys got to remember that. Like he's got his agent is supposed to represent his best interest, right? Hey, you're yeah. three years into this right now. They just had their best season they've had in a long time. Like you just said, we were the best team in the NFC or in the NFL for nine weeks. We were the number one team in the NFL. Nobody wanted to play us. We beat all the top dogs. Like we we got it right now. Now's your chance. Now's your time. That's the agent talking, and he's got he's got to play that game, right? Whether he wants to or not, that's that's smart by the agent. Let's try to get it. And you ask, why would somebody extend somebody three years in when you got them for five, right? It's because of fear of projection. If he keeps getting better, we're not going to be able to afford that contract. Let's lock him in right now. I think that they don't project him to improve significantly more than what they've seen already. And that's where it gets scary. That's where it gets scary. Not to mention, why do you want a guy locked up that's creating toxic environment? Like, you know, take play out of it. Yeah, like what he's doing right now is creating a lot of turmoil, yeah. and I don't think people think it'll go away if he gets the money. Will it? Will he be talking about baseball? Will he be wanting to go play base? People are saying he wants to do the Bo Jackson thing, play both sports. Yeah, that's going to work out real well for the Cardinals if he starts taking his half his talents to the MLB and okay. trying to work that route. It's crazy. It's crazy yeah. talk, and the Cardinals aren't having it right now. They could change their mind. And and I always say this, Mike, after every time I bash Kyler and the Cardinals in this situation, because I'm a Cardinal fan, I always, always, always make sure I come back around and say, if Kyler turns this around and starts showing he could be a leader, I will support him and I will be back motivated to be behind him. Yeah. But right that's now, I can't own this. Yeah, that's all you guys need. You need him, you need him to be a yeah. locker room guy. He gets that, and all of a sudden, the, the league is in trouble. I'll be honest yeah. with you. Uh, Abel... Uh, and Dylan both ask a very similar question. Where's Brian? Uh, guys, Brian stepped away. He said that, um, you know, it was a lot of arguing, uh, whether it was in a group chat or on the shows and things like that, arguing with the faithful. Uh, he was like, football is more fun when you don't have to debate everything. And I want to remind everybody one more time that Brian was originally brought in with nothing but Niners to be a writer. And uh, he got a he got a spot on the show one night just asking if he wanted to do it. And it became a regular thing. Uh, his his gift and his his passion was writing, not necessarily being an on air personality. So uh, that was something that he was kind of like you know pushed into, and then he he didn't really want to do that. Um, all right, 49er Jeff is going to ask a question. Let's let Kenan answer this one on on yes, his sorry. own, so we can get a couple yes. more. Of them. Uh, will McCaffrey be on the Carolina yes. roster? Yes, he absolutely time? will. His his uh, contract makes it basically impossible. You're going to be giving up a lot. You're gonna be hurting yourself, crippling mm-hmm. yourself a lot if we get rid of him. That dead cap number is just insane. It's it's ridiculous. It's like, so, I think it was 36 million or something like that. The dead cap. That's it. Yeah, it's whatever it is. I don't know what it is. I, I saw it once and I was like, okay, he's on the team for a while. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> DJ Malone has one for you. He says, Kenan, what's your favorite color Panthers jersey? Uh, are you a fan of other pro sports franchises? And who would you say are your biggest out-of-division rivals? Cousin rivalry with Mike growing up. All right, let's go. All right, he, he loaded you up here, man. You, you got a lot. Okay, so favorite color, this one right here, the electric blue. I like it. Um, fan of others, pro, not, nah. I For a while, I was rooting for uh, the Celtics back when they had uh, the big three and uh, Rondo was a rookie. That I started rooting for them, and I was rocking with I said I was going to rock with them until they broke up the big three, and uh, I did. I tried to stick with them for a year after. It did not last. <laughs> I, I was on the Steph train for a while, and other than that, nope. I, uh, I'm i a big wrestling fan. So college wrestling, senior-level wrestling, uh, I watch a lot of that. Um, biggest out-of-division rivals. I've always felt like that was the, uh, the Seahawks, um, at least within the last decade or so. Now, lately, that's not been the case these last, like, four or five years. But before that, it seemed like we played them every single year. Cousin rivalry with Mike growing up. So Mike and I are six years apart. Is that what it is? So, like, we we didn't really grow up, like, side by side. Like, right. <laughs> like, it's always been, like, I've just been looking up to my big cousin, wanting to hang out with him and all that. And eventually, I was old enough to, to hang out with my big cousin. So I wouldn't say it was much of a rivalry. Once I got older, like, we – we still to this day will have like debates and pose questions to each other, literally just one-on-one. If, if, if half of the conversations we had were recorded, y'all would be cracking up all the time. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's just like challenge each other. And I don't, I don't know that it was intentional in the beginning, but like we do get each other thinking and all that, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know that there was like, a, I don't, I don't think Mike, you correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think it was necessarily a cousin rivalry growing up because just no, the age. See, I think there I think there would have been no reason for that. Yeah, most people don't come from families as big as ours. Like cousin right. rivalries would get exhausting in a family as big as ours. So yeah, I mean we're we're one of what thirty I, plus. I was, first tell, I was trying to tell somebody yesterday, and I, and I was uh, I yeah. I don't think I got the number right. So. No, <laughs> it, it's it's just too it's too many first cousins for that to for that to happen. Um, <clears throat> Gerald says, Mike, do you, did you see Trent on I Am Athlete and how he was talking about his tumor? What do you think about that? You know what's funny. Not funny. Uh, so I was listening to him describe the, the tumor that he had in Washington on his hairline for five years and how the bump was just slightly growing a little bit more and more and more. Uh, if you guys watched our earlier show that we did at nine, nine o'clock uh, earlier in the day, the free agency awaits. Um, I mentioned very briefly that I have a very important doctor's appointment tomorrow. So li- I listened to the I Am Athlete podcast and Trent was talking about how he had this small bump on his hairline for five years. And every time he asked the team doctors about it, it was like, oh, you know, we think it's just a cyst. Don't worry, it's just a cyst. We'll get it later. We'll get it later. We'll get it later. We'll get it later. And then five years later, he gets it checked out and it's this rare form of cancer, right? I have this bump up here in my hair that uh, has been here for a couple of years and it's on my scalp. And listening to that podcast in particular scared the shit out of me. So I call my doctor immediately and I have an appointment at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning because I just don't want that to happen to me. Mm-hmm. So that lets you know how I felt about that. I listened to that. I learned something and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this shit cut, cut off and checked out and just make sure I don't have some kind of rare brain cancer because, you know, better safe than sorry. So it's something that I had been taking for granted. I have a, I got locks. Like I, no one else can see it. I'm not worried about what it looks like to other people. 
Uh, but it's definitely a bump that's been on the top of my head for years that I've just been ignoring and going on. He had it for five years and uh, they were like, hey, that's serious. Like he t- he talked to the doctor after like he realized he was going to an oncologist and he said, hey, so is this it for my football career? The doctor was like, football is the least of your worries. He was like, do you have children? He's like, yeah, I got daughters. He said, uh, you might want to spend as much time with them as possible. Like that's how serious this little ass bump on his head turned into. And so, Duck, you know how, uh, Kenan, you know how I am with my family, like with my children. That shit hit home for me like that. So I was like, yeah, hey, Doc, I got a bump on my head. Like, I want to get this shit looked at. So that's where my appointment is for tomorrow. I don't know if they're just going to send me somewhere else. It could be an in and out thing and they send me somewhere else to get it looked at. But uh, I listened to that literally today and I called my doctor before the episode was over. So uh, it was a very good, very good episode if you guys want to hear some more. Keep us posted, man. Yeah. I, oh, I absolutely will. Um, and you guys should check out that Silverback um, documentary. He, he covers all that stuff in there as well. Uh, Mark, he says, "Sup? Uh, what's up, OG Big Mike? How was your day, Big Dog? And again, I appreciate when people ask me that because I don't get asked that a lot. My day was great. Uh, got to spend time at work. Got to call some havoc at work. And I got home at a decent hour, did a little bit of overtime afterwards. I was on call. You guys saw me on the 9 o'clock show. Uh, does Kenan hope Jimmy G replaces Darnold? So if we don't get Watson, um, I'm I'd like either Jimmy G or Mariota, but I'm also a huge Oregon fan, so I'm biased. Mike's been telling me to get off the the Mariota train for a You're while. Not but go. I I love him. Uh, you remember how much I supported the loan back in the day? I Come do. On. I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, his other question says, if Saints get Watson, how pissed is Peyton? He's not there anymore. Let's give that one to Smitty. Um, I mean, is there a chance that he gets brought back? I don't know. I was going to ask you the same thing. You know, like, like what, what really terms did he it. leave on? We haven't really, I don't know. We, we haven't really seen this happen before, but I mean, anything's possible. Maybe, maybe that's part of the thing. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look at, look at Brady. When Brady comes back, all these people keep like rising from the dead. Um, all the, all the, all these free agents that weren't committed are all of a sudden like, Hey, I'll come back. I'll come back. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. Let how me ask you guys work. A question. I don't, I don't know if you guys know this and Smitty, you can, you answer first when Peyton left, they promote from within. They hire outside. Promote. Yeah, they, they brought up uh, what's his name? I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Allen, right? Isn't is it, it Dennis, Dennis Allen? Allen? Dennis, Dennis Allen? Allen. Is that? Oh, so, yeah. Um, the D coordinator, Dennis. Yeah. Allen. So he was brought. So I could see him. I could see him. I, it'd be weird. It'd be weird. But I could see it being one of those like unorthodox. Like, okay, he's gonna step over and be the. I don't know what, but. It pro- probably won't happen, but it could see it happening. I mean, they would love to have him back as the offensive play caller. They they would jump at that. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Peyton would come back? No other team? role they would bring him back as an offensive play caller for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that could that could that could we'll see. Um what do you what's your guys' gut if we're if you already talked about or mentioned this, but what's your gut say? What's gonna happen? Because it's probably gonna happen tomorrow or the next day. What what gets announced? Is it Cleveland? Is it the Saints or is it the Panthers? <sighs> I have no idea. I'm I'm gonna go with the Panthers. I don't I don't know why. Um, I know I, I know I know that Arthur Blank has a personal relationship with him um, from the time he was there uh, younger, but uh, I just I I can't see them moving on from Matt Ryan. I don't know what his dead cap number is. I have no idea what um, Matt Ryan's dead cap number is. It, but I think they said like fifty five million if it's pre June one. 
for dead for dead cap? I was watching something like twenty minutes before we got on this. Yeah, I think it was. I think they said fifty five million. If it's pre- so you can you can take you can you can take them off of the books like that. That's not gonna happen. I I understand you like them, but I don't think you do unless they don't plan on signing anybody else, and he's the future, future, future. Dead cap value of fifty five. Yeah, oh overall, bro. that's overall. Like those are numbers that you normally hear in the first year of a big deal, yeah. not in the fourth year. But he's got he's only got like two years left. If I'm that's not what remember. I'm saying. Like that's that's <laughs> insane to me. Yeah, it says right here. Here's his contract cap hit thirty six mil, dead cap, and under the twenty twenty two columns is fifty five mil. Um, what? What year? What did it say? What year he signed that deal? Um. Signed a five-year deal in twenty. Uh, let's see. 19, I don't know when the extension 19, was. Right? Been like there. Yeah, I don't know when the extension was. I, I'm not sure. That is. It seems awfully weird that column of fifty-five mil is. That's. I can't be. His contract that's is awful. Awesome. His contract. Yeah, that awful. that is terrible. That 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 dead cap number. They can't move on from him. You're well, not willing to move on from Christian McCaffrey, and it costs half that. There's no way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know they, there's got to be some way that they're they're looking at this from an angle we don't we don't see. I, I, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't. Know. It's yeah. Can you imagine paying two quarterbacks over seventy million dollars? Yeah, it's crazy, bro. Is I it? Like uh, the, I don't like the idea of the Panthers paying Watson and Darnold because I I don't think there's any way. I don't think anybody's going to take Darnold off our hands. He'd be a great backup though. And that goes to the not last. At, not at eighteen and a half million, bro. Uh, did did Kenan know Carolina was mid when they were three and zero? What does he mean by mid? Like I. All right, so like you ever hear people like they talk about all right, like now that weed is legal everywhere, right? So they talk about like weed, like oh, what you got? Like you got something exotic, or is it just a mid? Like um, you know, it's just so like, we we weren't real contenders. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. I was I was drinking the Kool Aid, bro. Like, and I, I knew about, I knew Darnold was a problem. I knew the O-line was a problem. And I was still, hey, hey, that defense is real. We we got this. Darnold, Darnold's taking care of the ball. Like, I was, I was all in. I was okay. All in. I like it. Smitty, this one is for you from DJ. He says, uh, Smitty, what's popping? Are you a fan of other pro sports franchises? Your opinions on steak fries. By the way, DJ Malone. Always has the food questions. Always. Uh, I love steak fries. I love fries. I love steak. I love mashed potatoes. And like my last meal would be a steak with a load of baked potato with sour cream and cheese. And, uh, you know, I love that. Uh, but steak fries, I love all fries. Steak sh- uh, Shake Shack's got the best seat when the season fries. Those are the best fries on the planet right now. Um, and then the other question was uh, other sports. I- I'm in Phoenix. Um, I'm right next to the, the Suns Arena. So I'm a big Suns fan. Always have been. Um, past that, I, I don't have a lot of time. I love college football. I love March Madness. I love college basketball. I love college football. Not a big baseball guy, but March Madness starts tomorrow. Uh, or it starts uh, Thursday. I can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah, man. I, I hear you guys. Uh, I'm scrolling down some more here. Um, all right, here we go. I, I'm gonna let's do two more. I'm gonna try to get one for each of you guys here. Uh, hey, Kenan, who was your favorite Panthers player of all time? That's a little Wait, let me take a guess. Let me take a guess. Steve, Wait, what did you just say? Did you say that's hard? I was going to say it's a loaded question. I honestly don't. I 
you take your guess. I'm going to say Jake DeLome because you just would Jake's not back. shut up about him for years. So I, that's that's where my answer goes. I don't I don't know what the answer is, but that's what I think. So Cam is leapfrog Jake for me. Um, yeah, Cam leapfrog. So Cam is up there. Smitty's up there. Um, and then I've got personal favorites. Like when I first started paying attention, right? Oregon, my team because they're the Ducks. And y'all call me Duck. And we drafted Jonathan Stewart, the first draft I ever paid attention to. So I loved him his whole tenure with us. But honestly, it's probably Cam. I'd, I'd, I'd say Cam. All right. Wow. I mean, you just Jake the Snake, Jake the Long, Jake the Long. Plus, I love D'Angelo, too. Love Pep. I, it's just – it's hard to pick one favorite. And you know I love defensive players in general. Oh, so yeah. Keekly did his dang thing. Thomas Davis. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to pick just one. I remember you trying to tell me that they were better than Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. Uh, Keekly, Keekly was. Yeah. The duo. No, they weren't. Yeah, the duo was. I'll take that duo over them. No way. But it's okay. I mean, look. Willis was we're, a monster, though. Willis. I, I love Willis and Bowman together were just incredible. And I feel like Willis retired earlier than he should have, right? Like he you know, he, he had a foot problem. Yeah, he didn't yeah, retire yeah. as early as some of these other early retirements, but he still retired earlier than only than, eight years. Only yeah, eight years, man. Uh, Smitty, this one's for you, and then we'll wrap this thing up here. He said, uh, "Would you trade Trey for Watson in some sort of package?" And I'm going to add something onto this. Uh, if so, what would you try to package? Knowing the 49ers' um, restrictions, no first round picks until 20. 24 yeah it can't i mean it can't it can't happen with picks and stuff but i'll, I'll say this and i get asked this question about eight and times incl- include day. players by the way because i would throw kittle in there by the way yeah um this i get this question about eight times a day we'll and my it. answer is always the same it's that i as much as i like even if you were offering trey you know how much i love trey i just literally you know spouted off about it for a while i wouldn't want trey I wouldn't even trade for him as a Cardinal fan because where I come from, I come from a fantasy football analyst perspective. That's first. It's what I do. It's my job. I live in this studio all day. Like what, what I'm focused on is that. And and for Trey Lance, I don't want him anywhere else, but in San Francisco, it's a perfect environment. If there was some sort of Trey Lance trade that would ruin Trey Trey's upside and and potential outlook going to Houston. Um, and, and Watson will survive wherever he goes. So from my perspective, I don't want it. I want Watson going somewhere else. I want Trey staying where he is. And then you have two elite top six, you know, quarterbacks in the NFL. So I don't want him traded. But if like, let's say you force me, I'm, I'm making the decision for the Niners to make the trade happen. I mean, honestly, like if you're including Trey, as you, as you mapped out, Mike, beautifully, you would already treating him like he's multiple first round picks. And so if I was going to, if I was going to trade him, which I wouldn't, he would have to constitute two of those first round picks. And if you were given an additional first round pick, that's the only deal you could even consider doing. Otherwise, you're giving up five first round picks. You can't do that. Um, So for me, wouldn't do it. Don't want it. I want Trey to thrive right in San Francisco. That's where he belongs. But, uh, you know, anybody would be lucky to have him. Like if it happened, you'd be excited about it. You know, like you said, Mike, either way, you're not going to be upset about it. But homegrown's more fun. Um, I'm sure Tampa fans are excited they have a Super Bowl, but do you think for a second they believe that isn't like more Tom Brady's Super Bowl than it is, you know, the fan base's Super Bowl? So I, I think it's going to be much more. You might get more out of it too. I th- I firmly believe with Trey Lance, you guys win one Super Bowl in the next three years, easily. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I I said the same thing. Someone said, uh, 
does uh he did it with jimmy you know do we get the same production from jimmy that we got from trey lance and i said one super bowl appearance in three years yeah i think so i absolutely think so so uh, i have no reason to disagree with you there and that's going to be where we wrap this one up guys we were supposed to be going 15 minutes we ended up going for 45 plus so you guys are incredible thank you guys very much uh, i'm going to give you guys an opportunity here to plug your personal um social media platforms if you'd like uh, or if there's a charity or something like that that you guys like to uh, promote, I'm going to give you guys a solo stream. Let's start with Smitty here. All right. Uh, we'll give Smitty the solo layout. Uh, plug yourself away, Pauls, and uh, let people know where to find you. Yeah, um, everything's at smitty1.com. That's kind of where everything's collectively. Um, I link tree, so to speak, but it's a site, a website. Um, but youtube.com slash uh, the fantasy football show is my my main bread and butter. So anybody wants to find me there, just go to youtube.com slash the fantasy football show or the fantasy football show.com. I'll send you there too. So appreciate yeah. you guys having me on. No problem at all. My guy is always getting busy over there on, on, on Instagram and everything. And he's, he's always on show. I'm telling you, man, I'm going to call him an undercover Niner fan until he comes out and says it. So uh, I like it though, man. Thank you so much for coming on and Kenan, uh, anything you want to plug, anything you want to promote, man? Ah, uh, nothing to plug. I uh, and Teus eighty nine, I N T E U S eighty nine, uh, Instagram, Twitter. That's where I'm at. If you want to talk to me, talk uh, football, wrestling, whatever, I'm there. So, all right, and that's gonna do it for us tonight, guys. Thank you all very much for your time and your patience. I appreciate you guys for your participation as well. Uh, and guys, y'all know what to do, man. Prepare for glory, anticipate pain, but always remain faithful. We're out of here. One. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us. Them nothing but niners. Nothing but niners. We know.